0: LaMichael Langford has been cutting hair since he was a teenager under the care of his uncle, Willie David Langford Sr., who raised him like a son. Willie opened Langford's Barbershop in Atlanta in 1964.
1: He brought me in as a young kid, 12 years old, shining shoes. And I took up the compassion of want to cut hair watching him. And at the age of 14, I began to cut hair when he wasn't at the shop. A lot of friends out the neighborhood, I would sneak him in the shop, use his clippers and cut the hair. So one day he caught me and he asked me, is that what I want to do? I told him I love it. So at the age of 15, he signed me off for Barber College. So I went to Murphy High School during the day, Brown Barber College in the evenings and on Saturdays.
0: Welcome to The Distance, a podcast about long-running businesses. I'm Waylon Wong. On today's show, how LaMichael Langford carries on a family-owned barbershop that has remained a landmark in a changing neighborhood for over 50 years. This story is very special because it was reported by Esther Lee, a member of the Basecamp support team who's a writer in Atlanta. She's the one who did all the interviews. The Distance is a production of Basecamp. The brand new Basecamp 3 helps small business owners stay in control of projects and reduce email clutter. Tasks, spur-of-the-moment conversations with coworkers, status updates, reports, documents, and files all share one home. And now your first Beast Camp project is completely free forever. Sign up at beastcamp.com slash the distance.
1: First back, I can remember seven, eight years old. Kirkwood was an all-white community. Edgewood was all-black community.
0: Langford's barbershop first opened in the neighborhood of Edgewood. When LaMichael was still a child, Kirkwood's demographics began to shift from white working-class residents to mostly black residents. This was the result of federal urban renewal policies that demolished housing in Atlanta's poorest neighborhoods, forcing displaced residents to move to more affordable neighborhoods like Kirkwood. Willie Langford had his eye on Kirkwood, too, although for different reasons.
1: When I turned, like, nine or ten things began to change in the Kirkwood community. Blacks start buying homes, blacks start opening up businesses. And my uncle always have said, one day I'm going to move to Kirkwood to a bigger establishment. It wasn't about urban renewal coming through at that particular time. It was about expanding.
0: Willie Langford moved the business to Kirkwood in 1972. Three years later, he knocked down an interior wall and expanded the barbershop from three chairs to a space that could fit 15. They hired their fourth barber, Stanley Callum, who would serve as the first in a long history of devoted employees at Langfords.
2: It's me and Don and Mike. We the only master barbers up here. Me and Mike, that's like my brother, from a different mother. We've been here no long. We started off when we were about 19. Now we both are sister. <laughs> this only thing I've been doing for the last 40 years, so. Majority of my employees, they last.
1: Stanley been here over 40 years. Jack been here 30 years. Nalita, known as Red, she been here 24 years. Tuquessa been here 27 years, she's a beautician. Don been here 20 years.
0: Langford's builds long-term relationships with its employees, treating them like family. The same sense of compassion was extended to LaMichael when he experienced personal struggles earlier in his life.
1: Monka died in 94. When he passed away, my oldest sister Cynthia she stepped in. I was going through some stuff. I was addicted to drugs. My family that I come from, we've never been alcoholics, drug addicts. So it really threw my family for a loop to know that I had started using cocaine. I wasn't raised like that. I always had praying families, and we always have been church-oriented. And people come in today that I left out there on the street, they still gets high. I got 20 years clean. This September the third to be twenty-one years clean and sober.
0: After his recovery, LaMichael joined his sister Cynthia to become co-owners, carrying on their uncle's legacy.
1: She stepped in and made sure that the business was staying. And I came back into the business and she turned the management back over to me. And with her guidance and leadership and with my management skills, it, it really works out. It works out. Once you figure out where a person going, you can help them get there. So we accept people that come in this door as employees, as family from day one. You're a family. If I eat, you eat, okay? If I cut a $100 worth of hair today and you have them cut now today, the next one coming in the door is yours.
0: Although Langford started out as a men's barbershop and expanded to women's hair in the late 80s, around that time, Tequessa Gibson was hired as a hairstylist and beautician to cater to women clients.
3: It was dark, gloomy, and it was a standard... Barbershop just for me and hair all over the floor. It was rough, it was rough, but we did it, but we did it. When the men saw that there were actually going to be women coming here, they were quickly acceptable to the change, they wanted the change. <laughs> they wanted a change of scenery. So we kind of brought in um, the fact that we should have styling chairs and shampoo bowls. We added on to the shop until finally they Gave us the back part and made an addition so that now we have a hair salon actually in the back.
1: Beauty salons, that's a place where women can go and vent and relax, get the hair done. You know, I sit back in often. and I hear some stuff come out the women's mouth and I, you know, go home and use it on my wife. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, OK, you know, I'm, I'm learning something. You know, if you listen, you learn a lot of things about what people really want and need. If you listen.
0: For Master Barber Stanley Kellum, the beauty salon and barbershop offer different benefits.
2: I met my first wife up here. I got three children. In all, I got eight, majority of time, I met all my wives up here. It's just, it just a beautiful thing when you meet people up here.
0: <laughs> Barbers and beauticians are typically paid one of three ways. They can work on salary, split a commission with the business owner, or work as an independent contractor by renting a chair. Langfords uses the third option. LaMichael calls it booth rental and collects rent on a weekly basis, although he gives his employees flexibility if they have slow weeks and have trouble coming up with the fee.
1: You got to take a loss in order to have a gain. If you're taking a loss from people that work for you, over a period of time that gonna come back double because they see you hipping them. So if they hard is in the right place, they are gonna do the right thing. And, and that's basically what keep a small business, and special barber shops going. Don't put too much pressure on your employees about paying their boot rent. You know, people that work here, a lot of them say, you know, I know worked out a shop where people's let me go another week without paying my booth rent. Whether I made the money or not, they want their money.
3: I think the people that have been here this long, that's why, because we kind of stuck with it through the good and the bad. This is like a marriage. It's work, but you have to stick with it.
0: The sense of connection and longevity that LaMichael cultivates with his employees extends to their clients.
1: Saturday mornings, we used to have what we call the breakfast club. It was like 18 of us, six barbers, and the rest were clients. We would take turns buying breakfast for the breakfast club. And we sit down and we laugh, talk, you know, we would say up morning prayer. And it got to the point where it had got so big, where that, you know, one man couldn't go buy 22 breakfasts. <laughs> so, what we would do, we would ask each individual to bring their own sounds. We all fellowship and eat together.
3: The barbershop is typically the neighborhood place where people come together, not only to get a haircut, because we have men that have no intention on getting haircuts, but they come in here just to talk. There's everything going on here from politics to sports. They are lawyers, doctors, dentists, judges, politicians, electricians, anything, any topic
0: is brought up here and is talked about. Langford's has also extended its haircutting services to clients of all ages.
1: Okay, I'm going to put it to you straight. Forty percent of our business is our kids. We specialize in kids' haircuts. If you don't want to cut kids' hair, those kids going to get grown one day. They're going to have kids. We're working with four to five generations here at Langford's. Four to five generations. That's what happens when you do the right thing in business.
0: Master Barber Stanley Callum has three children with his first wife, who he met at Langford's. He's a father to eight children in all, the youngest of whom is now 20.
2: Me being a father of eight, I love children. So I see a lot of children out here without fathers. I just happen to notice them and they call me Uncle Stan. And they come in here and sometime sometimes I give them a free haircut or something like that because, you know, the father might be around.
0: LaMichael takes to heart the idea of a business sticking with customers throughout their lives, from their first haircut to the literal grave. When Hosea Williams, a prominent civil rights activist who was a member of Martin Luther King Jr.'s inner circle, died in 2000, LaMichael went to the funeral home to cut his hair for the last time.
1: We done had Reverend Hosea Williams. I cut his hair after he deceased because my dad, my uncle used to cut his hair on a regular every week. And when he passed away, his daughter said, well, Mike, you know what the deal is. My dad will not want nobody else touching his head, but you guys at Lankford. She said, so if you wouldn't mind, could you do that for me? And I took care of my boy. I took care of Jose. i you know, had quite a few funeral homes, you know. Most of them be clients of ours, uh, our clients' parents' fathers might pass away.
0: The street where Langford's is located was renamed Hosea Williams Drive in honor of the civil rights leader. Over the years, LaMichael has seen other barbershops and small businesses on the street close. Langford's has been able to hang on, even through the latest recession.
1: The economy crashed so bad that if a man work every day, or he don't work, or just his wife working, that's a whole nother paycheck out of the household. So if a man like Bill doing, he only have $45. What you think he going to do? Pay his light Bill to get a haircut. Business is closed right here in Kirkwood before my eyes. We have had at least five barbershops open at one time on Jose L. Williams alone since we've been here and before we got here, but we're still standing. That's only because, grace of God, and how you treat people.
0: The demographics of Kirkwood have also started to change. Forty years after Willie Langford moved his barbershop to the neighborhood, LaMichael is seeing many of his black clients move out of the area.
1: Then they had a transformation of the community. Well, you know, a lot of white people started moving back into the community, which is fine. Our business picked up 30% with a lot of white clients. You know, we don't care your race here at length. As long as you're respectful, as long as you respect the barbershop, my barbers, and the rest of my clients, and your money green. We love you. We love you. We're going to love you. For
0: Langfords, retaining a sense of authenticity has gone hand-in-hand hand with being open to change. LaMichael and his sister Cynthia talk almost daily and attend church together every Sunday. His Christian faith, along with his faith in the business and what his uncle established, have sustained him and kept him focused for over 50 years.
1: Time have changed. A lot of people have changed. But what you believe in should stay the same. Now, I don't change this aspect of the business to go with the flow. Because the flow is going to eventually change. We here at Lankford, we stay who we are. Okay? It's just an old-fashioned, down-home, old-school country barbershop. was not moving. We like rock and roll. We here to stay.
0: The Distance is produced by Sean Hildner, Waylon Wong, and for this episode, Esther Lee. Our illustrations are done by Nate Otto. You can find our show on Google Play and on iTunes, where we would love it if you rated and reviewed us. You can also sign up for our newsletter at thedistance.com or follow us on Twitter at DistanceMag, that's at Distance M-A-G. The Distance is a production of Basecamp, the app for helping small business owners stay in control of projects and reduce email clutter. Your first Basecamp is completely free forever. Try the brand new Basecamp 3 for yourself at basecamp.com the distance.